I'm Tracy. And I'm Kurt. And this is the MFG cast. Welcome to another episode of the MFG Cast. Hey, girls, boys, children of all ages, non-binaries. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the MFG Cast, where we do a review of Nomads by Looney Labs. Yeah, it's a fun little uh, pyramid game. In their series of pyramid games. Yeah, it's a, it's called. They call it the Pyramid Arcade. Yeah, what are there six? Yeah, something like that. I think like five or six games that they offer. Um, little box games of, I don't know. Actually, I think there's only like a couple of small boxes and then like the big one. Really? Yeah, I think so. But maybe I'm wrong. Okay, well, I'm hallucinating. So <laughs> ignore everything that I'm saying. Yeah, we'll have to see. Well, either way, we had the opportunity to be able to receive a review copy. 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 <laughs> A review copy of Nomads by Looney Labs to review and play. Obviously, we play to review this delightful game, but more to come on that. It is a small box game that plays two to ten players, ages six through, it says A, ages. So, adult maybe? A through adult. Okay, A through adult. (laughs) I don't know. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this review. And it plays two to ten minutes. It could play longer than that, I suppose. It could. Because um, it depends on how interesting your roles are. Yeah. But we'll talk about that. Or how slow your players are sometimes. Sometimes players, you know, a little bit slower than others, which is okay. And thinky and things like this. That is right. So, Kurt, tell everyone what the premise is behind Nomads. So in this game, you've got a whole bunch of different pyramids. There's large, there's medium, and there's small in different colors like orange and white and blue and purple and dark blue and that kind of thing. And uh, there's different games that you can play on here depending upon player player counts. Some are 2 to 4, some are 5 to 10, just kind of depends upon what game you're playing. And each game itself has its own little set of rules. Some of them you can find on the instructions themselves, but some you have to find online on their website, which is no big deal. But um, basically you're just kind of using the the pyramids and then you're either using the dice that came with it or there's one game where you're actually using a six-sided die with the pips to play it. And yeah, it's just a fun little, uh, I don't know, I, I'd like to call it an abstract game yeah. because the abstract pyramid pieces. Well, and the... One thing that Kurt didn't mention, I don't think, um, is that each of the pyramids it lends for other things with throughout the game. So each of the pyramids, based on the size, also have, they define them as pips on the sides of them, too. 
So the largest pyramids have like three pips. Pips. <laughs> I I mean, sort of, sort of, kind of pip. Yeah, they pip call- indi- indentations on the sides of yeah, them. They kind of look like teardrops. Yeah. To um, say that that one's a value of three, the medium is a value of two, and the little one is a value of one. And that is utilized in one of the games that they have in the offering of this game also. So let's get into a little bit about each of the little different types of games. Not little, but I feel like they have a lot to offer. But the different types of games that this, this one box of pyramids offers users or players yeah for sure so one of the first games is called treehouse and again as kurt mentioned additional directions on how to play these games are found on looney labs website under their rules section and the name of the game which is called treehouse and this one is basically an overview of each player How many does this play? Two to nine players. So we've played this as two players and we've played this as three players. I'd be curious as to how it plays with up to nine players. Yeah, lots of people. Because it's interesting with two players and it plays different with three players. So it'd be certainly different. But each player picks their set of colors. So I want to be blue. I'm going to pick the largest pyramid. I'm going to pick the medium pyramid and I going to pick the smallest pyramid and Kurt's going to pick some and let's say Logan's playing with us so he's going to pick his pyramids also then we're going to lay out in a suggested pattern in the middle of the table for all players so you're going to pull apart well not well they don't have to be together but the pyramid I think one of them do they all lay down one of them stands up and one of them lays down on each side. Yeah, it's right? like the, uh, to start with, I'm pretty sure it's the small one that stands up in the middle and then the uh, middle, the second biggest piece and then the biggest piece kind of lay on their sides with their bottoms kind of facing the smallest piece standing up in the middle. And it's called the house. Yep. So basically, in short, the name of this game is for players to use the die that comes with the game to be able to use the rolls to be able to manipulate their treehouse, so to speak. So their um, treehouse starts as a stack like a tree. So the largest piece on the bottom, middle, and then top. So it looks like kind of like a Christmas tree or Mm -hmm. like an evergreen tree. And then um, as they roll, there's options on the die to be able to kind of tip your tree over where the pieces all kind of lay next to each other, where you can tip them back up where one of the pieces goes up. You can dig underneath other pieces. You can move pieces around. But if you ever don't have moves, then you actually manipulate the pieces in the middle. Yeah, which is called the house. Yep. Mm -hmm. So it becomes interesting because if someone's really close to being able to match the pattern of the house, but they roll something that doesn't work for their particular uh, way, then they you could really pretty much come right in and manipulate the house. And then they're kind of toast. Maybe. Or it could help them, possibly. Yep. So you kind of have to watch what other players are doing also. Yeah. I think it's challenging. Yeah, I, yeah well, it, it's it's a lot of 
different movement and stuff like that. One of my favorite things to do is the dig one, where it's if something's laying on its side, depending upon where the point is, you're basically digging underneath all the other pieces, and you can come up in between two pieces, or you can come up on the end, going yep. the way where the point is or whatever, and that's kind of an interesting way, you know? And yep. There's a lot of different, you know, fun things to do there. Yep, it gives you a lot of different options. So I think it would be interesting to have even more than three players to see how it's really manipulated. Yeah. Yeah, it could be one of those things where it, you know, it takes forever because, you know, one person's trying to manipulate it their way and the other person's trying to manipulate it their way. Well, it could be something too where it could be like, okay, well, I can't manipulate it on mine, so I have to do it on the house. Well, I just did it on the house and now it just made the other person win. Well, especially if you have that many players, yeah, you could, you can't really stop it for everybody. No, potentially, because not everybody has to do the same exact move. So you're not following the same pattern necessarily. Somebody could tip a piece, and they tip their small one, and you're tipping a big one, and so everyone's kind of going for their own thing. Anyhow, yeah. So yeah, and the and the reason why we're not going into really fine detail as far as what you can do on every game depending upon the dice because it switches every time. Yep. So for us to do that, it would kind of feel like it would kind of waste your time trying to be like, okay, now this does this. And, you know, that's why we're just kind of browsing over some of the moves that you can do during these games. So Yep. And what's really nice about this in general is that the rules give a little reference on what the icons on the six-sided die that comes with the game mean for each of the types of games. Yeah. So, and they do change up based on the game, which is really cool because you're not stuck with one game. You have many little games. Good. Or they even encourage you to even invent your own game. Yeah, which I think is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that depending upon which game like the the different uh faces of the die mean a different thing so it's like it's like you know it it changes it up even more where again you're playing these different games but then you also have these different rule sets within the die in these certain games also so that lends to more awesome gameplay and and it it keeps it from growing stale i think yep i agree one game though i do want to mention before we talk about another one that we played was in the instructions called Pyramid Shambo. We did not play that one pretty much due to what's going on in the world right now (laughs) with quarantine and COVID and things like that because that one plays five to ten players. And we have three people in our household, so (laughs) we did not um, try that one, but that one will be eager to go ahead and try that one. Um, which is also in the instructions and references to the Looney Labs rules page when we're able to play games with others outside of our household. So I just wanted to kind of give a side note and mention that one. Yeah. Well, and I feel like if it's something like this too, where it's a small box game and it's probably pretty cheap, this might be something where you could play it online. You could. You may be able to, yeah. Yeah, you could actually, you know, have, you know, if the other person wants to buy a copy of it, you could just... Have one person on, you know, whatever side of the computer be like, okay, this is how I'm setting up the game, and then we'll just do the rolling and the manipulation of how the game is going to run, you know? Right. So. Yep, good point. Yeah, and another game that I uh, really enjoy on this one is called Pharaoh. In this one, you set up a 5x5 five five grid, 
And uh, it also says you can use part of a chessboard if you want to set that up and play, but you're doing this five by five grid and you're actually blacking out the corners of your board. And then depending upon your player count, what you're gonna do is you're going to be doing picking a side. And you put your, you get the same color pieces and you put them on a side of the board. And in this game, what you're doing is you're rolling a six sided die in this one. And as you roll it, you're deciding where to move your pieces. And depending upon what size pyramid you have is what you can move. So like you know, like we talked about with the pips. So if you have a one of your large pieces has three pips and you roll a three, well you can move that um, you can move that pyramid either horizontal or vertical one space. So if you again, depending upon the pips, and what you roll, you can move your thing once. But if you roll, say you roll like a six, you could roll that large piece because it's a three, you can move that up twice or to the left or right twice, or you could move it diagonally once. So it's basically moving something diagonally, you use double, you have to roll double what the pips are on that pyramid. And then same thing goes for like your medium. If you roll a two, you can roll it, you can move it up one. And if you have that little piece, if you roll a one, you can move that little one up one. But you can do it multiple times depending upon what you have on your die. Yep. This one was a cool, um, totally different game than Treehouse. Yeah. As you can tell, because you're using that grid to be able to align your pieces and depending on your player count. Yep. Yeah, and like it basically the name of the game is to be able to have your three pieces in a row or in a column matching up with that center square. Yep, the access. Yep, yep. So if you get all your three pieces set up there, it doesn't matter what what lineup it is, if it's small, medium, large, or whatever. As long as you get them there uh, first, then you win the game. Yeah, that is um, that was a good one. We had to play that one several times. To, to number one, kind of get in the swing of things because it's so different from um, the other games, but also because we really liked that one. Yeah, I like it because it kind of reminds me of kind of like chess almost, where you're trying to vie for your pieces to be in certain spots, and you can actually, if your piece is uh, the same size or smaller, you can basically kind of jump on top of another piece and get it to the other get it back to their side of the board so they have to start over basically yep yep it's kind of a gotcha i think all of them are kind of a got kind of a gotcha sort of game in a way because you're kind of capturing the the pyramid of another player potentially you have the ability to be able to do that and send it back to their side of the board which is really nice because then they think they're gonna win and then you're like haha see you later you know where you have that ability in some of the other games too, where they think they're going to win. And then you're like, uh, I'm going to give you this. And that's a good segue into how to play Nomads. So this box is called Nomads, but the pyramids allow you to be able to play all these other little tiny games. And maybe we should have talked about this one first. But, yeah, that's okay. But that's okay because mm-hmm. we like to be different. <laughs> so in order to play Nomads, you use all those different pyramids of different colors and different sizes and each player um this plays two through ten players also which is a nice game for a larger group of people or you can play two players and 
basically um, each player picks a piece, different colored piece in a different size. Three of them, so a small, a medium, and a large, but all different colors. Yes. So then this game of Nomads utilizes that pre-printed die that comes with the game that has all the different pieces. So a few, I know we talked about how we weren't going to focus on what each side of the die does, but I will kind of touch on it or allude to it a little bit. Basically, what will happen is each of the players has the small, the medium, and the large different colored pyramids in front of them. What the goal of this game is for one player to basically go out by not having any pyramids in front of them anymore. So how do we do that? Well, to start, all the rest of the pyramids will go in the center, and then you'll take that lightning die that was provided in the game. And players will roll the die... And based on their role, they'll want to basically, like we said earlier, be the first player to not have any pyramids in front of them. So roles will allow them to potentially return one of those pyramids to the center of the table, take a pyramid from the center of the table and give it to somebody else, swap out pyramid colors. You can... What else can you do? There's one where, like, you have to take one for the bank for yourself. There's one you have to take one for the bank and give it to someone else. Yep. But what's what's interesting and what I always benefit from in this is that if you have three of the same color in your stash, so if you have one small, one medium, one large, all of, let's say, red, of so of the same color, they call it that... A mono a monochrome liquidation and basically once all those pieces come together they get to you get to place them all back in the center of the pyramid stash or the pyramid collection in the center of your um, game and so you get you automatically get rid of three pyramids yeah which is really cool. I like to reap the benefit of that. So if you're required to take a pyramid out of the middle of the game or something like that, you might want to look at the other colors around and try to collect one of each of the sizes to be able to perform this monochrome liquidation to be able to um, send them back to the middle to win the game. Yeah. I like to pretend that my Christmas tree is forming Voltron and then it goes away. Wow. Yeah, it's very, very epic. Well, and I always tend to make some sort of, like, epic noise (laughs) when my pyramids touch and go together and create this monochrome liquidation, and I go, and then I put a place them in the middle. It's like some sort of epic, like, revelation, so Mm -hmm. maybe I am doing that, too. Yeah, maybe you should... Maybe you should uh, submit that to Looney Labs to be the official monochrome liquidation sound. There you go. And then place it in the center. We'd like to uh, put our hat in the ring. Yeah, like it should be in this section of the rules that says, make sure you make an epic noise. Refer to MFGCast's episode review of Nomads. That's right. Yes, thank you. Thank you, that's all we have. Yes. So that is Nomads. So that's kind of what started this. So we we kind of did this review, not backwards, the way we wanted to do the review. 
And, but again, we kind of referenced also is that they have this set up so that you're able to create your own or invent your own game from this also. So you could use your own dice. You could use the lightning die they've provided in here with the different features of it that you'd want to use. You can use all the pyramids, some of the pyramids. The sky's the limit. Yeah. But they also offer additional games for you to be able to... I'd be curious as to what else they have to offer. Yeah, because this is technically an expansion set for the Pyramid Arcade, which is a, a for the Pyramid Arcade, which is actually a a pretty huge bo- a pretty huge box. And I think last time we were at Gen Con back in 2019, I saw it and I, I was really interested in it. And for some reason, I never got to got to grabbing it. But yeah. So it looks like they have Home Worlds, Ice Duo, Martian Chess. This one, Nomads, Pink, Hijinks, Pyramid Arcade, and Zendo. Wow, there is quite a few. I told them. you yeah. I thought they had them. Well, you know what? You are better than I. My brain is not working as <sighs> Thank well. Thank you. So this game, I also did my research, Kurt. This one retails at $20. I did also look, and there are some sites right now that are actually offering 20% off. So which is a really good deal, which makes it about $16. I totally think it's worth it because there is, it looks tiny, but there's a lot of bang for your buck in here. But with that being said, let's uh, talk about what we think about the game. Yeah. Now that I just kind of spoiled that a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. No, I, I like that. Yeah. Like what you said, like, even though it's a small box, like there's a lot to it. There's a lot of strategy in it and there's... You know, there's a lot of different ways you can do it. I feel like it's very easy to teach, very easy to play. Like, even though you have to, you know, for some of these other games, you have to go to their website to kind of look at the rules. Like, the rules are very simple. Yep. And once you play it one or two times, you pretty much have it down. The only thing I have to remember for the most part is uh, what the meaning on the lightning die is for when it changes from game to game. Right. But the nice part about it is, is that they have the reference to that in the... Rule book. Yeah. So, I mean, we did have to reference that, but that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's cool because, like, you know, a, a lot of people's problems with games with chance are like, I can't control what's going on. But I feel like even with what's, even with the random element of the die, like, you still have quite a bit of a, of a say-so on what, how you're going to be the strategy in this game. So I, I like that it gives you... It gives you that element of luck, but it also gives you that strategy of trying to figure out how you're going to either maneuver yourself to win the game or probably hinder someone else to win the game. Yeah, you just, if the role is not what you want, you just change it. Yeah. Or that isn't really what you were necessarily going for. You wanted that monochrome liquidation. That's not going to work out for you. So why don't you take take the opportunity away from somebody else? Mm Mm-hmm. And, or go for a different one. You were going for that color. They took it away from you. Go for a different color. Yeah. And and even though, like, you know, maybe we, like, well, I'll speak for myself. Even if I have, like, a favorite game in the set of these games that are in here, like, I don't feel like one is less than the other. I just feel like the one, like, maybe that, what was that one? Pharaoh? The Pharaoh, yes. Like, I really enjoyed that one. But it doesn't make the other games less. It just means I like that one more. I feel like all these games 
that they have on there, uh, minus the one we couldn't play because we didn't have enough players, I feel like they're equally fun games to play. Oh, yeah. And I don't know that I necessarily have a favorite one out of the ones that we talked about because I actually like all of them. I would lie if I said that they didn't make me angry at times. (laughs) But then again, that's the sign of a good game, typically. It... I think it's also a sign of a good game when you're really thinking about things and um, trying to strategize or trying to manipulate it to to do something different, to try to figure out how can I win a different way because they totally hosed me up on this. Mm-hmm. So I think it's I think it's cool. I also think it's I like it too because it's really colorful. I think there was potential that they maybe could have picked pyramids that were really boring colors, <laughs> like really drab colors or, you know, something like that. And I think that the colors and stuff really pop. And I think that lends for um, some, I can't think of a word, excitement or whatever, too. And so that's really cool also. I think the colors are awesome, even if you don't use all the pyramids. All right. So now that we've kind of talked about what we think about this, let's rate it. Oh, okay. We haven't done this for a while, it feels like. Uh, no. No, <laughs> but, we haven't. Uh, I'm glad that you resurrected the rating scale because right. I don't remember it. All right. So let me go through it, shall we? Uh, okay. All right. Thank you. All right. So the first one is Collection Keeper. It's one that we want in our collection. It's one we want to play very frequently, and we think that you should be playing it frequently. Uh, the next one is Fair Player. It's going to be one that we get to the table quite a bit, but we don't have to do it every single time. It might get a lot of gameplay, but just not you know every single time. Okay. Uh, Overlooked, it's going to be something that maybe we play every once in a while, but not too much just because of maybe there's something else that's a little more Taking important. Precedence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or The Unfortunate Passer. It's one that was just not quite our thing, and we probably won't play it as much. Okay. So, what do we think about Nomads? I've already forgotten what they are. Am I going first? Sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that this is a collection keeper. Whoa, nice. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say this is a collection keeper based on a few things. Okay. One, meaning that it has such variety. I think that you're not um, channeled into one game in this, that there's so many different things that you can do. And I can see us maybe eventually making our own little ditty up with this. But at, as it stands right now, there's there's potential for three different games for us to play in this one box, which is really cool. And when when the circumstances change with our world, there is potential for four which I think is awesome. It's nice and compact and um, convenient to travel around. And so I could see us bringing this uh, to a convention to be able to play in a hotel room when we're bored and we're not at a convention or when we're sitting around waiting for our next event or bringing this over to a family, one of our families, to play with them because I don't think that it's too hard for them to be able to play and they're not going to turn off their brains and not want to learn about it. So those are my thoughts because I don't think it would get old. 
Um, I also think it's one of those that based on how Logan kind of goes back and forth regarding playing board games right now, that this is one that he'll request to play. So he is more, I think, of a smaller box board game, pick up and play kind of not a ton of rules kind of guy. And this is going to be one that hits our table because he's going to request it too. So boom. Nice. Take that, Looney Labs. Mm -hmm. So this is probably a precedence as far as the review part goes or the end part rating goes. Um, I agree with everything you just said. I have nothing to add. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Sorry I talked so much on that. You took every single idea I had. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing is Kurt and I have been in each other's heads too much, but I think it's because we've literally been in this house. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. He's been able to leave. I have not. So, um, sorry. Yeah. Not by my choosing. I just have to work, so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Like I said, you know, I'll just kind of reiterate really quick. Like, again, same thing. Uh, light and easy. You could play it anytime, anywhere. Friends and family. Logan likes it. I mean, colors are awesome. Love mm-hmm. the colors, and I love the pyramids. Like the, the yeah, t- the quality. We never really talked about that. Yeah, the quality is amazing. I yeah, think. it's not like cardboard pyramids or anything. They're awesome, sturdy pyramid, pyramidy plastic. Not plastic. I don't know. They're plastic. They're plastic, but, a nice but hard plastic they're a nice hard play. plastic. They're not gonna just fall apart on you yeah well and even tells in the instructions about uh about the history of the pyramids themselves like they're actually a thing that's been around for quite a while and i remember them i don't remember where i remember them from but i was like oh i remember yeah we were reading about it he's like i remember and i'm like uh okay (laughs) i just can't remember what from but Yeah. yeah yeah everything about this screams something for us and hopefully something for you yeah yeah so go out there and get Nomads by Looney Labs. Designed by Andrew Looney. Who knew? We did, because I just read it. <laughs> he's not he's not Looney. He's probably very smart. Uh yeah, based on this game. Mm-hmm. Totally. And all the other games that mm-hmm. now I'm anxious to try. Mm-hmm. For sure. We'll review another one. Yeah. Send it to us. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> No, wink, she's wink. not kidding. I'm not. <laughs> Remember, put in the rules next time, monochrome liquidation. There we go. I don't know how you'd write that, though. I don't know either. And I'm pretty sure my sound changed. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't as epic <laughs> as it was before. So, so right. there you have it. There's our review. That's right. Um, so go out and buy it. 20 bucks. Some places, 16. Yep. Not bad. For wh- you won't wherever, regret it. Wherever nomads are sold. Yes, I see what you did there. (laughs) All right. right. So until next time, I'm Tracy. And I'm Kurt. And this was the MFG cast. Bye, kids. Stay safe. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.